You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Garden Report. The regular season is over. The Celtics are the number one seed in the Whoa. Eastern Conference, which is just like unbelievable. Say that one more time. Number one seed in the Eastern Conference in the United States of America. The Celtics. We're living in Trump's America now, people. We're the Celtics <laughs> are the number one seed. We're living in Isaiah Thomas's America. That is true. The King in the Fourth completed a terrific season in which he averaged about 29.1 games. I think it was the final number there. Yeah. Second all time in Celtics history. Way Second past in the his NBA. Goals. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. The Celtics will face the Chicago Bulls in the first round. It's going to be a very exciting matchup. We have potential future Celtic Jimmy Butler. We have former Celtic Rajon Rondo. We have Paul Zipser, the possibly greatest player in we NBA have history. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is in this series. It's going to be a really good series. The Bulls Tony just Snell. got healthy just nope, in time. Tony Snell got traded to the uh, to the Bucks, who right, we who didn't saw play tonight. tonight. <laughs> uh, but so let's talk about this Bulls matchup now. So the Bulls are healthy. They've been playing well as of late. They have kind of guys that can get the Celtics fits at every single position there. Um, fits is a strong word. Jimmy Butler is obviously the focal point of sure. this series. He's going to go against Jay Crowder. He's going to see a lot of Avery Bradley and Marcus Smart. What do you think is the biggest thing that the – or what, where is the area where you think the Bulls can actually have an advantage besides obviously the fact that they have maybe the best all-around player in the series? Well, yeah, you just nailed it. I think that's their only advantage is that when it comes down to it, they do have a superstar guy. And we saw what happened when the Celtics played the Bulls earlier this year. Who got the superstar call? Jimmy Butler with the phantom foul. If you recall, it's the only game the Bulls – when the Bulls beat the Celtics. It was a fingertip of Marcus fing- Smart on the elbow. I don't even Jimmy want to Butler. call it a fingertip. That does a disservice to fingertip to fingertip fouls. It was a loose strand of DNA that hit yes. Jimmy Butler in yes, the elbow. Yes, it was just enough to call a game-changing foul. I don't even want to get into that. But that's the type of calls that superstar players get. And when the playoffs come, sometimes the refs might get a little little quick with the whistle when they, when they hear a little scream from a superstar player, whatever it may be. That being said, Jimmy Butler is obviously an all-star. He is a, he is a stud. The Celtics were interested in him, in him for a reason. However, Are. however, I can't say if I'm a Celtics fan or a player that I'm that concerned about playing the Bulls in the first round. You can't be. If you're the Celtics and you're the one seed, it's a foregone conclusion. You've got to beat that eighth seed. I was more nervous about the Heat, and they didn't even make the playoffs, okay? So the Bulls somehow got it together. When last time we saw them, they were embarrassed here. 180. We talked about it after the game. I wrote the I, I wrote the eulogy for the Bulls after the game. I didn't think we we're going to see them again. I told Rondo after the game, hey, man, have a nice summer. He was like, thanks. I don't even think he thought he was going to make the playoffs. He probably and, didn't mean that either. No, he definitely didn't mean that, but it was just one of those like, thanks. Like, yeah, I, won't, I definitely won't be seeing you in the playoffs type, type of thanks. And now here we are. 
Well, we're in a fascinating place here because National TV Rondo is National TV Rondo. National TV Never Bulls. Goes away. The TNT Bulls, which <laughs> uh, Jason Pat, one of the best people covering the Bulls, uh, just tweeted before we went on the air here that that's a myth. And you can say it's a myth, but all modern science and technology points to it being very true. Don't let the facts the Bulls get in the are way. very good on TNT. And the first game, I believe, is on TNT. So is it Sunday night? Sunday at That's 6.30. That's on TNT? Both of them are on TNT? All right. So oh, God. Both games are on TNT. We're, I'm projecting that the, Tuesday, uh, the game two is going to be on Tuesday, probably at 7 or 8 or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah. It can't be Monday or Wednesday. This moment. Uh, but Bruins play. So we obviously know Joe, Jimmy Butler's a big advantage. Nikola Mirotic, who was actually removed from the rotation the last time that the yeah. Bulls were in town. They're in punt mode. He's, he's now starting as a forward, and he's playing really well. Him and Rondo combined have actually had really good synergy on the court. It'll be really interesting to see if this Bulls starting lineup can really represent what the Bulls have been trying to build for a few years now with Nikola Mirotic at the four and a good defensive center at the five. Can they actually stretch the floor, and can they actually move the ball and rely on Wade and Butler to kind of create shots when the offense right. breaks down that's a team that can win a couple games against the Celtics team well I always say this it comes down to talent and when you look at their rosters they do have talent Miritich, Butler Rondo Wade however Zipster 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 what'd you call it before Zipster Zipsanity Zipsanity okay I kind of like that however is it a coincidence that the Bulls started to play really good basketball when Dwayne Wade hit the pine and now he's back not a coincidence at all not a coincidence? Absolutely not. Not a coincidence. coincidence. Okay. Then Dwayne Wade's back, folks. And how is that going to throw a wrench in things when he's taking some highly questionable shots, maybe from beyond the three-point line, and Jimmy Butler's not taking that shot? Or Miritich, who's having, a, you know, like you said, a great second half of the year, isn't taking those shots. I, I, I'm very interested to see how that goes. If Dwayne Wade has the ability to take a back seat. I would normally say that's false logic, but I actually think that is a pretty legit commentary on the situation. I yeah, mean, for once, they have they've had come with a legit. You know, they've kind of had a good balance of power on offense as of late, and it'll be really interesting to see how Wade affects that. So we will find out. Uh, my prediction, actually, no, you're the you're the analyst. Your prediction first. I'm the analyst. Oh boy, Sully's in three. <laughs> <laughs> Going old school on that one. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'll say five, but I wouldn't be shocked if they swept them. Four Celtics, obviously. Okay, I would be shocked if they did sweep. I'm going with five. Six. You'd be shocked if they swept because you would be five. Sh- I would be shocked. I don't think the Celtics are playing well enough right now to sweep. Wait, even though they just had a pretty good month, uh, it was against the. We're schedule. talking six tops. Right? I think it's five, six. If like Butler has like a couple forty point games here, there's which, no way. Which certainly could happen. And I'll give it to you. One I'll important you. thing here, Jay Crowder was hurt in last year's series against the Hawks and played terribly or terribly. He played hobbled. And I asked him after the game, how does he feel compared to last year? He looked at me dead in the eyes. I think he wanted to kill me when I asked him that question. He said Most people do. One hundred percent. So also that's a big factor. Avery right Bradley. There. Avery Bradley is back and he's starting to a couple of get a somewhat feel important again. guys. Avery Bradley was hurt last year. Yeah. He, well, he actually got knocked out of the series while Jay Crowder right. was playing hurt. Right. Could be kind of a similar situation where Avery's playing hurt, but it looks like he's gotten his rhythm back. So that'll be very crucial. I still think they could win this series, even if Avery is not 100%, but they are not getting through the second round unless Avery is 100%. The Celtics, I mean, you, the Celtics know what they have to do. Jump out ahead on the Bulls, punch him in the face to start the game, not literally, but figuratively. Get them at odds with each other. 
and have them put up another nine point first quarter like they did last time in the area. That's all you got to do, and they know it. They really need Isaiah Cannon and Dwayne Wade to start fighting in the locker room. That's how you really beat the Bulls. <laughs> okay, we're going to come back for part two where we're going to hand out some hardware, uh, the Celtics awards, and uh, you know what? Even some NBA awards. So we'll be right back on the Garden Report. Prestigious which is awards by SeatGeek. Don't forget, if you want to get tickets to the Celtics playoff games, Ooh. which are probably sold out by now, even though tickets aren't even on sale yet. We got you covered. You're going to use SeatGeek. You're going to go to the settings tab, and you're going to enter the promo code GARDENREPORT, and you're going to get a $20 rebate on those tickets. Mm-hmm. $20 rebate with the code GARDENREPORT. You're going to buy those tickets, and you're going to wave to us, and maybe we'll wave. You're going to want that rebate. Yeah, you're going to want that tickets rebate. tickets are jumping right now. But that's all right. Still get it, because it is worth it to go to a Celtics playoff game. Yes. We'll be right back on part two of the Garden Report on CLNS and Celtics blog. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Jimmy Toscano from The Garden Report, and our opening segment is powered by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. The Blue Apron mission is to make awesome home cooking accessible to everyone. They achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. They've also established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. One thing I know is that cooking together builds strong family bonds, and it also makes for a fun night with friends. And now that I mention it, I've noticed that my friends just so happen to be in the area around dinner time these days. But that's okay, because for less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals that even a rookie chef like me won't mess up, although I will do my best. And folks, I don't know about you, but my New Year's resolution is to stop wasting money out at restaurants and spend more time cooking fresh food in my own kitchen. And when I saw the menu this February, I was ecstatic because everybody knows I'm a crispy barramundi guy. And this time, Blue Apron is going to throw in some quinoa and some roasted carrot salad. Later that month, we're talking roasted pork with apple, folks. Throw in a little walnut, add some farro salad, and we're good to go. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash garden report. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So do not wait. Again, that's blueapron.com slash garden report. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Welcome to part two of the Garden Report. This show is powered by SeatGeek. Use the code GARDENREPORT in SeatGeek in the settings tab, and you're going to get a $20 rebate when you buy tickets to the Celtics Game 1 versus the Chicago Bulls on Sunday at 6.30. Why watch it on TV? Easter Sunday. You can use SeatGeek to watch it in person. Celebrate Easter the fun way. I'm Jewish, so that's how I'm celebrating Easter. Yeah. It'll be fun for me. You lucked out. I really did, didn't I? <laughs> and the and, uh, day off on Monday, so it'll work out pretty nicely. Oh, the me Celtics, too. Me too. Had a great season. They got first place. It was place. okay. Yeah, it was they okay. They won 53 games, which I think was the exact number I predicted. So I'll pat myself Not on the back here. So let's hand out some hardware here. Going to take the um, best prediction the on the Celtics season. Not branded Yours. water bottle awards uh, for the Boston Celtics here. So we're going to hand the MVP award to Isaiah Thomas over here. Oh, the Celtics MVP award. Five foot seven. Jimmy Descano. You got to be clear. Getting the Celtics five and seven MVP. Isaiah Thomas yes. award. So Celtics MVP That's an goes easy to one. Isaiah Thomas because who else was going to go to? Right. Tyler Zeller probably not. Uh, Brad Stevens is coach of the year. Jonas Rupp edged out Mike Shrewsbury, but yes, barely edged him out. But who are we going to give most improved to? Who was the player on the Celtics you think made the biggest push forward in okay. their career? There are a couple answers. I'm going to go with maybe the second best answer, Avery Bradley. 
Okay. I'm going to go with Avery Bradley because I think the thing that he did that I think the guy you're going to say didn't do was kind of improved his all-around game production-wise, whereas where he was averaging over six rebounds a game, that's something that a shooting guard just doesn't do. I mean, if you remember the days of Ray Allen, it would be lucky if he got two rebounds. You know what I mean? So and that's a lot of shooting guards. That's not really a knock on Ray Allen. It's just guards don't really crash the boards as well. Uh, shooting guards, they're not really tasked to. But Avery Bradley, how many times have we seen him crash the boards and put back an offensive rebound for a dunk? It happened a couple games ago or maybe last game. Um, this guy, I thought, when he was healthy, and, and, it, and if he was on the court more this year, uh, we'd be talking about him a lot more. But he uh, unfortunately suffered a couple of things, you know, the sicknesses. Um, but I just thought, you know, he was a guy that you could really depend on. One of the best on-ball defenders in the NBA has to be a, you know, a, a strong candidate for first-team all-defense, even with the games missed. Um, so I give it to him. Even though he already was in that team, mm-hmm. he still can improve on the defensive end. And, but his shooting got so much better this it's year. A shooting, it turned yeah. into an effective knockdown three-point shooter. So you're right. I am going with Jordan Mick. No, I'm just kidding. I am <laughs> going with Marcus Smart. Uh, I've written about it this year. We've covered it extensively this year. He has really turned a corner as a playmaking point guard. Um, he's struggled offensively in the last month and a half. So that momentum that he Ultimately had. Ultimately why he, I couldn't give it to him. Yeah. And, and I think Avery Bradley is a great answer. I'm going to just throw another one out there so that we can have that discussion. Sure. Marcus really turned his corner as being a really good playmaker and has looked like the best passer on this team for a lot of the year. Uh, so he's been One great. of, for sure. One of. I mean, Horford's been pretty great, too. So The that thing about us- Marcus that I just want to add to it is that he's improved in the sense where I think he can be depended on down the stretch to not make bonehead plays. Compared, oh, definitely. You know what I mean? Where the first couple years of his career – he was getting too caught up in his frustrations, his emotions, and he would turn those emotions into negatives. Now he doesn't do that as much. He's out there making the hashtag winning plays that we talk about all season, and that in and of itself is a huge improvement, which is why I think he's worthy of that award. Well, thank you for using that hashtag. Yes. Got to keep it Twitter-friendly on the Garden Report. So (laughs) Defensive Player of the Year, I have a feeling we're about to say the same names that we just said. On the Celtics? On the Celtics. Yes. Okay. Okay. There you go. Uh, The Celtics... When you know, and throw throw Horford. I mean, sorry, throw Crowder in there. Those three guys, when they are in a certain mood, they can just make opponents have the worst night of their season. They usually get under their skin. You can just tell by looking at opponents how deflated they are when they they're getting pressed, going up the court. They're really getting you know they're getting hands and faces. Even Horford, Horford's a great defender. He contests almost every shot. In the vicinity of him. And if you look at the stats, I'm sure he's one of the leaders in contested shots. Yeah, his ex- perimeter uh, contesting yeah. is great. Interior contesting, sure. not so much. Right. Uh, Amir actually really shines in that regard. Amir, Amir yeah. after the all-star break, played really good interior defense, which was great because he was playing pretty poor interior defense before that point. So so I, the, I think the guards kind of led the way, but it's sort of it's contagious to the, some of those forwards and mm-hmm. big men. So. So, yeah, I would give it to Marcus. He just he won so many games with yep. play, defensive playmaking. He's as good a defensive playmaker as there is in the entire league. Probably the best perimeter defensive playmaker out there in the league. Um, Avery Bradley would even, would, has touted him cons- yeah. multiple times for being a first-team and, defensive player. And Avery's player. the best, really might be the best on-ball assignment guy where you assign him yeah. the smotherer player. And he's, he's like the, the Logan Ryan of the Celtics. Exactly. But Marcus is the Devin McCourty. He just he just <laughs> snatches the game yep. away. He really does. So we got six man uh, okay. Marcus. I mean, he's a six man. Marcus. Team. What was the biggest easy. moment of the year for you? That one memory that really sticks out. So for me, this might be cheating, but it wasn't really a Boston Celtics team moment more than it was the Paul Pierce 
moment here at the Garden where the Celtics came in. It really ended, it couldn't have ended any better. The Celtics got the win. Pierce got his, you know, huge ovation and his tribute. And then just the cherry on top, when he hit that three-pointer, coming cold off the bench after sitting for the entire second half, when he just hit that shot and just, like, the, the backpedal back, I mean, you really... You, you really couldn't drop of a, of a better ending to a, a Hall of Fame career, just all-time great Celtic. So that, to me, was, if I look back on the season, obviously you think about all the great Celtics moments there were, and I'm sure you have a few, but that one's just going to stand out because we've talked about this ad nauseum. He just is the reason we probably became Celtics fans way back when. It's probably a lot of the reason why people our age are, you know, whether they're bloggers or reporters or whatever it is, that's why they're doing it because of him. Certainly true. I mean, I go way back with Paul. I mean, he's been he's been he's been involved in my life for a long time and I greatly appreciate everything. He's the godfather to your children, right? That, that is very yeah. true. My a lot of people don't children. know that. But uh, that shot sent more chills up my spine than anything I've seen <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, I, 2008. You couldn't get out of your seat for a couple minutes after that. I almost I almost <laughs> cheered. I mean, I went like, "Whoa!" Like, yeah, it was more like a. It was more like, "Are you kidding me?" It yeah. was more like that. It was. It was beautiful. It's pure magic. Uh, but actual Celtics basketball moment that win in Golden State on March eighth, where yeah. they beat them was a twenty-seven to twelve, I believe, in the fourth quarter. That was a moment where we went from thinking this team is a fairly competitive team yeah. to holy crap, this really is a title or at least an NBA Finals run for the Celtics. Because that road trip stunk other than that win. I mean, that win really, that was like the silver lining. A huge silver lining, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, they went in and they beat the Warriors last year. They did it again this year. That just goes to show that they, when they really rise, they can really rise to the occasion. They can, you know, their best, they can give their best against other teams' best and they can go toe-to-toe. All right, rapid fire. Let's do some NBA awards. Your okay. MVP. My MVP is Russell Westbrook. All right. Um, I know. I know that you know the stat dorks like Jared over here is going to disagree with me. He knows how to ruin a good thing more than just like all the other stat geeks out there. I look at Russell Westbrook. I know he's probably not the most efficient scorer in the NBA, but I look at what he does from an entertainment standpoint. And basketball, to me, it's not just X's and O's. It's not just numbers. It's entertainment. You're out here on the court. You're putting on a show for fans. What he does, the buzz he drums up, the way he plays down the stretch of games, I think he's a total package this season. And, I, and maybe that's not the right way to, to calculate value, but I think when you talk about value from a business standpoint, it's pretty damn valuable to the Oklahoma City Thunder and to the NBA this year. So I'm giving it to him. I haven't heard the business standpoint argument very much lately. Throwing it out there. You know, I think that the debate between, uh, for one, LeBron was a really, really good candidate, but the Cavs just sucked the second after the All-Star break, so that eliminates That has to me. count. Even if statistically the on-off for him proves that he is the most valuable, but yep. it, it, that doesn't it's, that does not apply in a vacuum. Kawhi, extremely difficult for me to eliminate him, but he was off the list for me. Came comes down to Harden and Westbrook. I think the Cuban Missile Crisis was a harder decision to manage than this was. <laughs> but I went with Harden because yeah. when you equalize, I for can't their hate on the pick. There's I like mean, there's nothing against Harden at all. Choosing James Harden over Russell Westbrook is like choosing one of my children over the other. Obviously, it's the one with the beard. That's not the Harden. No, but it's, it's, the, it's not the one that you named Dogface. Exactly. Yeah, that that was actually <laughs> pretty easy. Face actually, but uh, it's it, it's literally James Harden by just the length of a beard hair. It's as simple as that for me. That team. Which is could be pretty long, expectations honest, significantly. They completely reinvented, or not reinvented, but they, they just like exaggerated their offense where it fits around him like a glove. And that offense, unlike the offense in Oklahoma City, the Houston offense actually 
like works almost perfectly. While Oklahoma City is kind of this broken thing where they ride and die with Russell Westbrook, while Harden very efficiently manages a really flawless offense. And when you look at their total points contributed when factoring in for the assists, yep. it's actually pretty much dead even. And then the rebounds, we, come on, we all know that Russ adds two or three rebounds per game, which is really the difference between him and Harden and their actual raw, like kind of raw averages, that this, the rebound padding definitely gives Westbrook a bit of an advantage there. Not that Harden doesn't do some rebound padding himself, but I really think that the per game averages just about equal out for those two guys. And for me, it's just that Harden built is built a better team this year. Westbrook holding that Oklahoma team together into, into a six seed after losing Durant is extremely commendable. And these are two of the best seasons that we've ever seen right. in our life. I mean, a lot of, in most cases, it's one or the other is a shoe in for the for the MVP any other year, but it just so happens that it's happening in the same year this year. Um, I totally get where you come from with Harden. He's having an amazing year. Um, and I don't just get wrapped up in, oh, triple-double, triple-double. Like, a meaningless triple-double doesn't mean, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it means something. But we're familiar something. with those watching Rajon Rondo right, for a long exactly. time. Exactly. So that's what I mean. It's like, a, like some of those meaningless triple-doubles are just like whatever. But some of those ones that Russell Westbrook was getting were just like, they were awesome. I mean, they really were. And, and the Thunder, they're not a playoff team without him. I'm not sure if the Rockets... Rockets are a They are, team. yeah. Right. If you give them a replacement player, they are. Sure. Replacement player with Oklahoma, maybe. maybe. I'm going to say no, but yeah. I know what you're saying. And though. Russell getting all these 50-point triple-doubles has been amazing. But, frankly, right. Harden's been doing plenty of those. Um, it's it's just it's just about impossible. But the fact that Russell Westbrook said, I'm going to average a triple-double before the season, and everyone laughed and said, that's <laughs> ridiculous, and he freaking did, did it, is just historic. It's that guy, call, that's a Babe Ruth calling a shot only, at a different level. Only thing I'm going to give Westbrook points off for is those weird pregame, like, dances on the bench. His, his I, I can't get pretty bad. I, know, I can't it's, get I know it's a cool it. new thing. I want to like it. I he just make, can't he, do it. He takes it and he makes it look worse somehow. Somehow. All right, Molly Perkins. We're, we're right? rifling through okay, these now. real fast. Defensive player of the year. Go Bear. Draymond Green. I'm just going to say real quick, the the... Real quick. Wild big man defensive stopper is just rare breeds in these days, so I give him his props. Okay. Um, I thought that those two were say, oh, just about as close as Russ and Harden. For me, uh, the Warriors, they kind of they took Harrison Barnes and Drew Bogut out of the equation, and they actually performed just as well on defense this year as they did in that historic 73-win season. They, were the best, they had the best defensive rating in the league, but also Utah, I think, when Gobert is on the floor – in the minutes just when he's on the floor had the number one defensive rating in the league Boom, so it's done. like almost impossible to go. really pick that one I pick Draymond <laughs> also because if I don't pick Draymond his mother is going to murder me on Twitter which if you haven't heard is the thing that's actually happening right now okay six man of the year Eric Gordon don't come for me uh, I'm gonna agree with you Eric Gordon Eric Gordon I look back to his years on the Suns and on the Hornets where people kind of gave up on him on the Hornets I mean he had the injuries he was kind of a forgotten guy and now major major part of that team Clip, Clippers and Hornets what did I say? Suns? Yeah. Eric Clippers, Bledsoe, Clippers, Eric Gordon, Clippers. close enough. Clippers and uh, Coach of the year. I think we're, there's going to be a trend here on this pick. Yeah. Go. Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Eh, we you finished each other's uh, sandwiches. sandwiches. Yeah. So uh, last one, obviously, is most improved player. Most improved player. What's yours? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. I totally get that. Wild stat on Giannis. Only player in the history of the NBA to finish in the top 20 in the five major statistical kit. Did I steal your, your stat? That's all right. Go for it. I, I'm, I'm, like, agreeing with you. Hey, great minds think sandwiches. Yeah, I'm agreeing sandwiches. with you. It, it, <laughs> exactly. But for the sake of discussion, I'll also say Isaiah Thomas. That's good. Uh, I mean, That's come good. on. I mean, the, the Celtics are a number one seed. It's all because of him. I don't care what you want to say about the other supporting cast. When Isaiah Thomas isn't scoring the way he needs to score, the Celtics usually don't win that those games. I mean, that's why he's led the team in scoring 
virtually every game this year. Mm-hmm. So I got to give it to him. He's aver- he almost averaged 30 points. Last year, what was it, 22? Uh, yeah, I think that's it. His goal coming into the year was to average 25. He almost beat it by five points. And just quick one, most improved goes essentially to the guy that makes a leap in year three. That's almost how it goes every single time. Uh, but I want to give credit to Otto Porter, who also kind of made the similar leap, where he went from a guy that in his rookie year people thought was a horrible mistake. Last year people thought, oh, I guess he could be a rotation player. This year was the third best player on a really good playoff team in Washington and was one of the best three-point shooters percentage-wise like pretty much ever this year. He was amazing. And James Johnson in Miami, who's been guy. a journeyman for a long time. And oh, yeah was a vital six man for that team and crucial to their historic turnaround he hurt the seas in the too. second half of the year. He was amazing against the seas the other night. He's been a very much a very Jay Crowder like presence there. Like More that. of a high flyer though really. But he was fantastic this year and he deserves credit for the guy that comes out of nowhere version of the most improved player. Yes. Rookie, so, Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. I think I agree with that. I wanted to give it to Saric. I, Embiid obviously is by far the best rookie, one of the best rookies of all time, but he did not play half of the Got season. He doesn't Best qualify. ability is availability. That's true. So he doesn't qualify. Saric has been Belichick, great. Uh, He's really running the Sixers, but they're and they've actually been pretty decent actually uh, lately. But Brogdon is a key starter on a good playoff team. And he's, I mean, he's, he's been really solid in the stretch here. I think he's, without question, but my rookie of the year. According to Brad Stevens, not a rookie. So That's true. Think That's about true. that. He is 22. Think about that. So kind of cheating. any parting shot before we wrap up the regular season? Um, I just want to say my biggest surprise of the season is the Celtics are the one seed. I didn't think they were a one seed team. I thought the Cavs and the Raptors were going to finish ahead of them. Speaks volumes about their, I think, just start to finish – effort on the year i think they're a team that just oftentimes plays harder than the opponent so it's gonna be interesting to see when all the teams ramp up the effort how they can roll into the playoffs you know like i said I th- i'm pretty i can't remember the exact number i'm pretty sure i predicted 53 wins in the espn summer forecast which they got that and there's they're the one seed and i thought there's no way it's gonna happen right I thought the Cavs would win 59 games or something like that. Sure. So it is shocking. It is shocking. And Isaiah Thomas is scoring, which is, I mean, the king in the fourth run in December, January, February is one of the great runs right. that we've ever gotten to And you know what? These guys want respect. They want, they want to be remembered, you know, not as chokers. Then this is their time to uh, show everybody that they aren't. All right. Well. That's going to do it for us here on the Garden Report. The regular season's over. Go to SeatGeek in the settings tab. Put Garden Report for a $20 rebate on your purchase uh, for the Celtics game. you got to buy tickets for game one, That's right. 6.30 on Sunday. We will see you there. RIP Charlie Murphy. Darkness, we're out.